Welcome to the 3B3 Podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. And with Seattle coming in, where next? Where does the NHL go from here? Is is there expansion in the next 20 years, the next 10 years? Yes. I think they get to 40 teams eventually. Really? You think 40? Yeah. You think 40 in 20 years? I think should U.S. and Canadian economics, like we, we don't see a long down period at any point. I think a new commissioner should take an aggressive stance and try to expand to as many markets as possible. With the caveat being, you know, eventually you collectively bargain a shorter season mm. and create some sort of relegation. So you have, so you're thinking of a, a 20 team division one and 20 team division two are you thinking so, something like that yeah basically you can then take a product have all these players but since tv packages are the meal tickets for the league or at least they were once upon a time having more content available to farm out to as many different you know whether it be streaming services cable networks whatever having more product might actually be beneficial because the nfl is not going to go in that direction mlb won't be able to do that and i doubt the nba would so be the aggressor for once don't wait for another league to kind of fall in that you know kind of jump out and over expand or, or create something more in line with european soccer models curious really yeah i would i see i'd say they'd probably max out at 34 just because the last time they tried to do major expansion the talent pools just were so shallow for so long that the quality of play suffered but if you go with a division or a, a relegation model it might be very interesting hmm and honestly, it, it makes for a more dramatic product. You spread out the upper echelon talent, and then you have, you know, your your third or fourth lines that are kind of tweeners. Should be in the minors. Maybe you're a call-up player that can play a game or two, but it leads to sloppy hockey. And sloppy hockey is actually more entertaining. Well, sorry, go ahead, Cassie. I was just going to say, I, I, I seem to be the killjoy on all of these. <laughs> no, I'm just the naive or idealist. So. No, no, you, you're, you're the idea person that, like, you'd throw something out there and it'd get whittled down to reality kind of thing. I'm oh, the, for sure. I'm the uh, let me just kill this right now before you get started because it's, it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> So they're I, I don't I don't think they're going to expand much more. Maybe maybe thirty four, but I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be um, first of all, the people running the league, Gary Bettman or not, are still very conservatively minded, and if they are sitting there freaking out that their Stanley Cup final is going up head to head against the NBA final in Canada. <laughs> they're, they're, the, the idea that they're just going to like expand to as many markets as possible is, would just make people freak out even more. Um, and then on top of that, the talent pool is going to be diluted because you've got the KHL going on. And if the KHL were to collapse at one point, at some point in the future, then yeah, I could see that. I could see them like expanding and having the talent pool to bring everybody in. But with the KHL in existence, that's siphoning off maybe not top tier talent, but you know, mid to low, mid to mid level ish, mid low level ish. Um, especially well, top tier talent in in Russia for all we know. But um, they're timid. The NHL is timid. 
they don't like putting, they don't like sticking out their necks for fear of their heads getting lopped off. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to do anything more than what everybody else is doing. Do what the cool kids do. Do what the NFL does. Have a 12-hour pregame show for a Super Bowl? If they could, they would. <laughs> oh, well, my was... God. If you think the NFL pregame show would be boring, oh, a 12-hour NHL pregame? Oh, my God. I, oh, oh, oh. I, they didn't uh, cause a suicide in the U.S., right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Mike Milbury. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, as we record this, it's the day of game three. Um, I was absolutely gobsmacked. They did a two-hour pregame show on NBC Sports. Did they really? Yes, they did. I was sitting there rifling through the channels on ye old direct TV and <laughs> went and looked and because it's up there by NHL Network and I was just sort of cascading down and went, what the hell are they starting at three? The game doesn't start. Oh, my God, it's a two hour pregame show. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. That means more Roanick. <laughs> <laughs> or they just decided to. uh show the entire John Hamm press conference in its entirety? They showed very little of it, amazingly. I'm not surprised to hear that. They showed... Uh, I don't want to delve into this because it's one of those rat holes, but it was it was a whole bunch of... of um, I don't want to say puff pieces, but it was just a whole bunch of welcome to St. Louis, the first time in 49 years type stuff. And introducing you to St. Louis culture i say winking and nodding and chagrin um going through some of the players you know interesting backgrounds you know the the typical stuff they always do right here's a story about Ryan o'reilly's parents well it's a great story you just you know it's coming they'll mm -hmm. find the one person the one player whose parents and and god love them you know they they foster kids They've they've fostered like a ridiculous amount of kids in the when they were raising their own kids. Mm -hmm. So you know, God love them for doing that. You know, it's just that kind of stuff. Human interest pieces. Yeah, it really is, and I'm totally fine with it. But you know, then we're saddled. We get two hours of that, and then we're still saddled with you know, damn near thirty minutes of pregame stuff at five o'clock before the pucks dropped. You know, why couldn't you have done that as part of the two hours? Hmm? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> At five o'clock, it should be two minutes of game setup on the broadcast and then puck drops at 5.05, like we were talking about last week or the week before, whenever. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. Mr. Clark, you brought up something that was very interesting with the television rights. There's scuttlebutt I'm starting to see about the NHL's next deal being split. No single network in the States. Hmm. Obviously, they're on the hook in Canada for, you know, the rest of my life with Sportsnet. I'm kidding. It's not that long. Um, but it looks like when the NBC deal runs out, I want to say in two years, I think it's somewhere around in there that they're, yeah. looking, they're looking at a split package somewhere. They have to. Um, oh, they've needed it, yeah. So at, at the time of the signing, it, I mean, it was the biggest deal the NHL ever got, but then TV rights deals exploded for the three other major leagues. So like Cassie said, usually they follow what the cool kids do. Well, instead of being, you know, for once they should have taken that advice except for, you know, when contracts expire, contracts expire, and – they kind of got the raw end of the deal because they missed out on a lot by, you know, signing a 10-year deal at any point in time was foolish. But I understand the rationale where they just wanted some security and basically a guaranteed revenue. Someone to broadcast this wonky little sport in the U.S. <laughs> Still can't find it in every hotel, though. Well, of course not. Ugh. Who wanted to carry the Outdoor Life Network? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is the origin of NBC, right. Right, you know. Right. But my question is, is it only two networks in the States? 
or is there a separate you know game of the week streaming deal is there i don't know i want them to get their streaming package sorted out because it's ridiculous that i had to pay center ice on direct tv and almost the exact same price for center ice streaming on an on an app or yeah on it should be yeah, that's all right. all inclusive yeah well, like ba- i because i'm on basketball player, yeah i own i have only ever had what is now known as nhl.tv and it's had its it's had its uh you know ups and downs like everything but why can't it mirror what Rogers has? You have one, you have it all. Yeah, that's you know? double dipping. There's totally double dipping on that. Yeah, I mean NBA and I think NBA, one of the two, one of the other two. Um, it's all inclusive. It might be, it might be baseball. Yeah, I think it's baseball because it's the same company that the NHL got in bed with for their streaming package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when you buy whatever the the package is for baseball. You get it on your cable network or your satellite provider, whichever one you have, and the streaming side of it. You know, but mm, that's a rant for another day. Mm. <laughs> See, so to, so to, uh, oh, sorry, I want to go back. To answer my own question, I would honestly, I would love to see contraction before I see expansion. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. No, it won't because nobody wants to lose the the revenue from the revenue. No, it, but I forget what I was. Re- oh, I think I was actually reading the final chapter in Don Goes Brown's book the other night after uh, game two, and he, you know, he did the hypothetical, "What's next?" Who the heck knows? It's the NHL. They'll step on their own toes. And fall backwards into success. Yes. Mm -hmm. They will have markets like Arizona and Florida, for example, based on their attendance woes when he wrote the book and nothing has changed. They're most likely to relocate. But why wouldn't the league go back to those markets with different ownership and or building situations in, you know, five, ten years time from present day? You just don't know. Because I'd just point and say Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, but Atlanta, like, there's a whole bunch of stupid stuff going on there that... Which time? Either. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, the, the yeah, flame... It's an ownership thing. It's not, a, it, it's not necessarily a fan base thing. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's a fan base thing, because I know there's... I know there are... If you... The old, if you build it, they will come is not... It's not a fallacy in a lot of cases if you build it. Well, if you build it and it's fun and successful, they will come. Well, it's if you build it, he will come. Mm. And no one wants he to show up. So, (laughs) but people will come, Ray. People will come. Just (laughs) only 5,000 of them. There's, there is the curiosity side of it, but you've, you've, Going back to Atlanta a third time, the curiosity factor is gone. You know? In 20 years, though, it might not be. (laughs) No, because the news would just sit there and talk about how, you know, over the last 60 years, they've had two NHL franchises come through here. And they've lost both of them. So what makes this time different? I think it's entirely dependent upon who the owners on the executive committee are. Kind of like we talked about last week. Certain, you know, longstanding owners and ownership groups are are slowly being phased out. Um, They're divesting, so they may not have controlling interests, so they might not be in control of uh, complete control of their NHL franchise. Like, how how much longer is Bell and Rogers going to own the Maple Leafs together, or will eventually one sell a stake to the other so the other can buy a team, sort of like the crazy uh, San Jose Minnesota North Stars oh, swap back in the day? 
or, or even, you know, Craig Leopold once upon a time was the Nashville Predators owner and now he's the Minnesota Wild owner. Um yeah. I, I, I I think the whole the, that whole ownership thing in Toronto is hysterical to me because it always reminds me of a, a classic old 50s, 60s style street brawl where they tie two guys together at the wrist with a leather strap and give <laughs> each a switchblade, you know, and in sort of a jungle style fight. Except with these two, they're both going, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. And that's all they do is dance around because neither one of them wants to divest because they're not sure what the other one is going to do. And so, you know, keep your enemies, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, motto. Those two are hysterical. I've never seen that in my life. Where two competing networks just have a wall in between them. I mean, that's, that's why all the Sportsnet people had to stop going to Puck Talks. The Puck Talks events. Because it used to be like an open forum, you know, there was the one they did a few years ago where Jeff Merrick and Bob McKenzie were on the same stage at a Puck Talks event. And then I started noticing that the next Puck Talk, the next few Puck Talks, there were fewer and fewer Sportsnet people. And then I was told not too long ago that they can't do Puck Talks anymore because there's too much TSN involvement. <laughs> Just like, come on, you're petty. Well, I mean, loose affiliations, I mean, if we're talking Merrick, we got to bring up MPSW. The whole legal reason why that show had to end, I mean, there were complete logistic issues with guys' schedules, but TSN has a loose affiliation with ESPN in the States, which that's news to me as someone who is a semi-regular consumer of ESPN content, not necessarily on the TV side. Oh, you didn't know that that they were basically... I mean, TSN is the ESPN of Canada. Oh, wait. Yeah, ESPN is. owns like 49% of yeah. TSN or something. Yeah. They're, but they're... You, would, you would never know that unless you're in a random bar during the summer and you see the CFL on. No, it, the sports center thing is what tips it off. Well, oh, I know, but it's a it's more of a no one really knows or gives a crap about it at the end of the day. It's just like, you know, Patrick said, it's just kind of pettiness at the end of the day. So it's it it's kind of sad and frustrating, but you know. When well, you I mean, hear guys talk, go go ahead, Cass. Oh, I was just gonna say the um, the whole idea of like the TV deal thing. I mean, we all know watching hockey that um, hockey doesn't always translate well on TV, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, with HD, it's better, but um, I don't even know, like. Is ESPN going to get involved in that again? Because I think that that would probably be the only way you could really get it out to everybody. Uh, they will be involved in some aspect. So part of the reason Disney, part of the reason I, I'm confident in saying this because I have no insider information. Um, part of their deal with acquiring a majority share of BAM Tech. So the company that originally started from the Major League Baseball's technical side that built up their online streaming service that the NHL contracted out um, and bought small shares of it. Basically, ESPN owns that primarily to get tech for their or Disney owns it primarily to get tech for their upcoming streaming service. That's going to debut either the end of this year or early next year, but they have regional access rights somehow through that. So like that's how ESPN through ESPN plus was able to show one game a week from the NHL calendar. Mm. Um, It never interested me as a, uh, NHL.TV subscriber because, oh, I already have access to this. I'm not gaining anything. But hopefully it means they're going to get some sort of rights for 
at least one or two regular games a week and some small part of the playoff package. Okay. At least that's what conventional wisdom is suggesting. So go in the complete opposite direction. I was going <laughs> to say you can't apply conventional wisdom to the NHL. Yeah, it's crazy talk. Yeah. My only other interest is Fox pretty much ruined what their debut of Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2 and by selling off almost all their assets I wonder if they will look to jump into the game as well now I don't mean this as a you know fingers crossed for the return of the glow puck era uh, NHL on Fox but they need programming and I I think the more networks it's on the better even if it's not, you know, majority on ESPN, the largest, you know, piece of the sports broadcasting pie in the States. Score a bug robot, score a bug robots. <laughs> Cletus, Cletus on skates. Yeah, score a bug robots. <laughs> That's the one thing I did, just some of the bad graphics that NHL on Fox had. Yeah, they were awful. Oh, but it was totally era appropriate, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. sure. <laughs> Cuz they use the stupid robots I think for all the football stuff too. They do. That's the one thing I do enjoy about watching all the regional broadcasts is oh, okay, I can see they used Adobe After Effects to made a template <laughs> and they just sent that template out to all their RSNs. And those RSNs just applied their own color scheme and logo to the intro-outro bumper effects. Okay. Well, too bad that that won't exist again next season with, uh, I guess, Sinclair Media Group uh, acquiring all the regional networks, which scares me to no end. Yeah, and as it does me, too. Um, as a former journalist who had quite a few friends work in uh, local TV and some of their stations formerly bought by Sinclair. This just, it's just like a newspaper situation waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, at least on the production side. I mean, most, you know, most teams employ their own broadcasters, but they don't employ the producers and, and you know, the, the production crew. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Which, I've gotten to know or, you know, know a couple of the guys locally from Fox Sports Carolinas over the years. And to see them, you know, lose out to the potential of, oh, here's a different guy running the show every game or every couple of games, depending upon, you know, is sport X or Y in season. Oh, no, it's going to get worse than that. It's, yeah. Here's the software for your cameras. <laughs> well i mean you, you already you already see it though today right i mean the the vast majority of the in-studio shows on those regional sports networks do not have but maybe one or two people on the floor anymore camera ops is completely automated there's literally someone in there that just runs a program and they because that's the funny thing is you watch them all when the ones where they do the stand-ups not mm -hmm. sitting behind the desk. Or, I mean, even the ones that are sitting behind the desk, they'll all have the same camera shots. Yeah, with a studio. Have, yeah, they'll all have the same pan. They'll all have the same zoom. They'll all have the same walk-in, same walk-out. And you're constantly staring at two guys looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, one of my many little... Another one of my many little rants <laughs> is just a cookie-cutter nature of all of those programs yeah it's just gonna get worse especially with, especially with sinclair buying everything yeah well hopefully them destroying the product so you brought up you patrick you see contraction as a more likely uh, scenario than expansion no i no it's a want it's, it's a want it's a want okay i'd like to well, see two teams dumped in the same scenario i could see sinclair just booting off all these nhl contracts just 
ignoring them when it comes time to renew, eventually the league and the teams themselves can put out their own packages. Oh, I would, I would dearly love that. But problem is, is now you've put that financial onus on the teams and that's, you know, the ones that are struggling are going to struggle even worse. Yeah. Unless there's, unless there's some sort of package deal, the NHL says, okay, everyone gets a fixed sum. It's which I could see. Or the NHL just takes over period and they, they run the whole show and they syndicate the broadcast. Yeah. But you want to talk about vanilla? Let's talk yeah. about unflavored ice cream because that's what we'd get. I mean, all you have to do is look at NHL Network. Which <sighs> they try their damnedest, but and, yeah. and I don't blame the broadcasters. It's... No, it's the pro- it's the producers, and it's well, it's, it's what it, the NHL is willing to pay for. It's it's, it's honestly what... the league office still. Yeah, it's what they're willing to let them do. Because if you look, it's just like NHL.com. If you compare any of the products that are produced versus what Major League Baseball has done in the same studio space with the same, basically, development staff for the web or production staff for the TV, they put out a much superior product. It's just the people in charge of the league just kind of holding things back. It's cost certainty. Timid. It's cost certainty, Pat. (laughs) Oh, I know. And and so when I brought up my idea of aggressive expansion, that only happens if ownership group gets aggressive and finds an outside party who's never worked for a law firm to run the league. I think it only happens if, if at least five or six of the owners those old stodgy OWGs, old white guys, are moved out, and that's Whether... not, and that's not going to happen by the time Bettman decides he's done. I think it'll only happen if the scenarios that you guys were talking about a couple episodes ago, where women are getting an opportunity to run the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the only time it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if the if if the WNHL gets up and going and starts taking off and you know i don't i i wouldn't say you know starts surpassing the nhl but starts giving it a run for money in some areas that it, then they might be forced to sort of go oh okay maybe we can apply this to what we do golly change hmm it works over there in, in their hockey so maybe they'll work over here because we're hockey too yeah the strombo effect Mm-hmm. I love sports so did, doing that. Uh, did either of you happen to listen to the 31 Thoughts interview with uh, Dave Andrews, president of the uh, AHL? Um, I started it. I have not finished it yet. No, I haven't. So I would, one, highly recommend it. But, I mean, I didn't need to tell you that because it's an interview with from Jeff and Elliot. But... <laughs> Is this the is this the thirty one thoughts stand podcast? We're just going to review thirty one thoughts and talk about how dreamy Jeff and Elliot are. <laughs> no, the, even though they got, steal our ideas. Yeah, they they they've got our mics bugged. That's certain. We'll we'll have to bring that up when we see them in Vancouver, Patrick. I, I guess I should just stop texting Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is Dave Andrews. The 1920 season will be his last uh, year before he retires. Uh, they already have a committee put out to, you know, find his replacement. And who knows who they hire. But one of the interesting things uh, Andrew said about who what his successor should be is don't treat this job like a stepping stone. Like, Batman's successor is that shouldn't be viewed as the ultimate job, like an NHL roster spot or regular job. I would like to see the AHL maybe take my aggressive approach and do some aggressive expansion in, let's say, 10 years time when 
they are able to significantly reduce the amount of market and franchise changes and relocations. Because, I mean, minor league sports, everything is in such flux. But because of the aggressive West Coast expansion to, to line up most of the uh, non-Canuck uh, teams, because they decide to have an affiliate 3,000 miles away, um, <laughs> beyond me, and they just signed like a really ridiculous long-term uh, uh, extension of their affiliate agreement. But I digress. Um, what if the AHL was actually the ones to spearhead and help put together the women's league instead of the NHL? Oh, I would. Well, that would be awesome. I would love it. Or the AHL runs it, but the NHL helps, you know, fund it through some kind of crazy tax shelter fund in agreement with the PA. As part of the as part of the next NHL CBA, I would love if the AHL was able to do that because yeah. AHL building should be the target for these women's teams, not twenty thousand seat arenas. Yeah, um, some you know smaller markets beyond you know the oversaturated Boston's, New York's, the current NWA. Gel footprint, but also here's a league that knows how to travel by bus and do you know, well cost control. Yeah, yeah. Cost, cost control, and then the growing pains and the you know target marketing and advertising it, of it. It, it matches up too well. Yeah, it does. It's a growth sport, and I the one thing I was going to say is with especially with the AHL is you have seen it grow. It's a slow and steady climb, but you have seen it grow. And that would be a perfect model for for a women's league to get in in line with. If you were to like do a comparison skill level wise, that would I mean that's what the NWHL has been trying to do anyway, is pay the women the equivalent of AHL salaries. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it just makes the most sense. Having the NHL do it, I think, freaks out most normal people. <laughs> but having the AHL do it, because the NHL, you know, supports the AHL monetarily as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's like the best idea ever. Yeah, because the thing with the AHL that I love is you've got independent ownership as well as team co-ownership or team ownership mm-hmm. of some of these franchises. So somebody like the Pagula could very easily fire up their own, you know, WAHL for lack of a better term, but we'll just keep the topic. Um, but then you could still have other people come in and buy franchises and put them in an Iowa or a Manchester or Worcester or Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton, St. John's. Mark, um, um, yeah, <laughs> Mark. Mark, um, ooh. Oh, no, speaking. I mean, it, they would Sorry. be, they would, I was just going to confirm, reaffirm, I was just going to reaffirm <laughs> what everyone was saying is like that. It just makes the most sense. Go on. I'm sorry. No, no, I was, I was going to say it was just a total sidebar that I heard today that the NWHL's massive expansion plan is not going to happen. Correct. They, mm-hmm. they decided to put it on hold and then. In the news release, I think it was Thursday they put it out. They, okay. It, open invitation to anyone who wants to put together a new league. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go right ahead. We will sell off our assets and yeah. cover our debt. Yeah. That should tell you everything about where they are financially. Well, I, I had some inside information way back when the CWHL was stronger i guess and the nwhl was just starting up that it was a lot of i don't want to say questionable because it wasn't like illegal in any way stretch or form but like the nhl's done <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously um it was soft the commitments and the financials that were available to them were a lot softer than they were making it appear and there was a lot of 
I don't want to say deception because that's a tricky territory, but creative affirming, you know, oh, no, we're good. We're good. You know, we're good. No, we're good. And yeah, I was hearing the same thing. Yeah, Yeah, it just kind of lines up with all the news that we heard along the way. You know, when you look at year two of the NWHL and then all the subsequent league hopping back and forth, when a lot of the Olympians jump back up to the sea. Oh, yeah. Well, that it was always the Canadian Olympians played for the CWHL, the Americans played for the NWHL. And when there was a cross pollination, boy, howdy, that's when all hell started breaking loose. Yep. Well, and, and they, uh, um, I had read on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, Friday, um, that the NWHL is guaranteeing 50% of the profits to the players, regardless of whether or not they get the sufficient backing to like keep running things. The profits, the actual profit part is going to the players, 50% regardless. They're trying to lure people back in. That's the ultimate, please play my sport. Yes. Because, I mean, they've only signed, what, like six players or something? Ten? Somewhere in there. And... It's such a... It's such a... Goat rodeo. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the NHL is just waiting for them to collapse. <laughs> yeah, and that's you know, I know we keep, I know we keep coming back to it, but that's really what it is. Like the it, vulture sitting on the, yeah. <laughs> on the dead tree branch. <laughs> I don't, I and I, I'm still kind of sitting there going, I don't know why. I mean, I, I guess for other than political reasons, why they wouldn't just say okay, we'll buy into your league or buy your league. Because they don't want to look like it's all about appearance. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's all about appearance. Is it? They don't want to look like they're the downfall of women's professional hockey. They want to white knight the whole thing and look like they're the saviors. And so they want to come swooping in at the last moment and say, oh, no, no, we've got this. And... I mean, yeah, they they likely already have like a plan, a business plan in play, you know, in place. They just need to like do it. Um, but yeah, they're waiting for everything else to fall apart before that they come in and do what they think they should do. See, I'm not sure if I agree. The NHL doesn't do anything they absolutely don't have to. So I I know uh Bettman's on record saying he commissioned a study by the former head of the WNBA several years ago but I think outside of that I think the NHL would be like 2 years away from actually starting play on a league I think they're they're almost starting from scratch and I think they're naive enough to think we're going to do exactly what we do in the NHL just at a different scale and Boy. No, I know that that's what they're thinking. I, I, I mean, they are not thinking about this from a investment standpoint. They're thinking about this from a, oh, we're going to have NHL teams, but they'll just be women. Yeah, potentially. So I wonder if them waiting is they want to collectively bargain to basically creating you know a line in their margins specifically for the league and the players agree to it and it's just a way for both parties to save a little cash i wonder if they're waiting for that cba before they they jump into any venture um although if they were to lock out players uh-huh. while simultaneously running in a league that would be uh-huh. so sweet Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't. God, where it's it's the, it must be the first name. We were just totally right there with that. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so NHL though. It would be that, it, that would be so prime NHL that they would start up a women's league 
just in time for them to lock out the the men's league. <laughs> have, it would just be perfect. Have the inaugural season of the WNHL be 48 games. Oh, I don't know why we just decided to contract, you know, make it a small season. We didn't have that enough teams. Mm-hmm. And then we're locking out for a half season. Oh, and there's 48 games for us to play in the NHL afterwards. Crazy. <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> Who knew? As I just rip off Wyshynski's impression of Batman. <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah. Although the worst thing for the women in that scenario is, isn't it an Olympic year? Because <laughs> what are they going to do then? They'll be done before the Olympics. Yeah. Half year, so. So yeah. fin- fin- finish by December. Fin- release by early January. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's your 48-game season, right? And the sticking point for the men is going to be the Olympics, whether they can play or not. And the NHL so far is like sitting there saying, well, we haven't discussed that. So everything else is on the table. Which means that the I, the double IHF hasn't said anything about acquiescing to their requests. Right. Because it's- yeah, that was, that was the only thing that bet so pre Stanley cup final, you know, how he does his, his glorious leader press conference. And that was basically the gist of it was somebody had asked about the CBA and, and lockouts and stuff. And, and he was like, well, you know, we're, we think we're in a pretty good place. And somebody asked about the Olympics and he was like, well, we haven't really talked about that and hemmed and hawed and had that, oh, no, I, I, I have nothing to say right now kind of thing. So, so. Uh, he's always going to. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. To use your analogy from last week, it's always the it's always the wizard. Just yeah. standing up there being wizardly. Pay no attention to the to the thirty one men behind the curtain. It's just me. Just look at me. Just just look at me. <laughs> oh God! Now I have to go Photoshop that, don't I? Gary <laughs> superimpose Gary Betton's face on the wizard, and then have wizard all the owners knows, yeah. have all the owners behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of AHL, which makes me think of the ECHL. Oh! The Kelly Cup fiasco. (laughs) We tried to give it back. They wouldn't. They wouldn't listen. We've asked for it back. They wouldn't. Exactly. We tried to give it back. They wouldn't take it. We've asked for it back. They wouldn't give it to us. (laughs) He said. He said. Oh, it's like my two boys arguing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I have to say I'm kind of kind of leaning towards uh, the Colorado Eagles on this one being the more truthful party. <laughs> it's like, oh well, you're no longer in the league, so uh, we need a new trophy. <laughs> there wasn't a hey, there wasn't anything that said when we left the league we had to give back the trophy. <laughs> no, no, I think it, I, I, I think that. The Colorado Eagles tried giving back the trophy, and and the uh, ECHL was like, "You're not in the ECHL anymore. What do you have that for? No, we don't want it." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That's like an AHL trophy, right? <laughs> kind of that. That reminds you of any story from that Down Goes Brown book? Oh, uh, <laughs> one or two pop to mind. Russell Down Brown Down Goes Brown Stan podcast. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I, 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 that book is so goddamn funny in some spots. His his writing just really brings home everything that we talk about on on this podcast. It's just how the NHL just does everything they can to be unsuccessful and just backs into finding a way to continue to grow the game. Not the way that any of us would want to do it, but yet here we are, you know, it's because it's a and... great game. And the sport itself is fantastic. The great players game, terrible league. Yeah, yeah the, the the players are nice people for the most part. Yeah. The same percentage as it is in society. Yeah. Agreed. 
And uh, yeah, it's just horribly run league. <laughs> for, for all their best efforts, we still watch. Because the sport's fantastic. And, and, and we just are like, okay, we're just going to focus on the sport and not think about what you guys are doing around the outside edges of this. <laughs> la, 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 la. And then talking. we'll turn off the TV and then we're like, God damn it, what else did they do? <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about CTE, Gary. Stop, stop, stop. stop. <laughs> zip, zip it, zip it, zip, 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 zip. Oh, oh that... Oh, good lord. They will do everything they can to make us hate them. Actually, the only thing I... I, I don't, don't want to rat hole on this too much. The only thing I think I've enjoyed so far is the King's reaction to the Voinov situation. Oh, yeah. Now, I just wish 31 other teams, and I'm going to include Seattle there, would chime in and... Oh, yeah. but they would immediately be fined for tampering. <laughs> Collusion? Uh, collusion. Yeah. So the player is retired. How can there be collusion? He's on a voluntary retirement list. Mm-hmm. The Kings would have to tender him a reasonable contract for them to trade his rights away to anyone else. So the Kings could literally not do anything and be done with it. As far as I know, I mean, I haven't looked at like the rest of the subsections, subparagraphs, subarticles in the CBA, but there's nothing that says they have to offer him a contract. Yeah, I think you're right. And to, from everything that they've put out, and God love him for doing for, you know, I don't even think the ink was dry on the press release from that stupid arbiter arbitrator before the Kings went, nope, not going to happen with us. Yeah. So, which I can only, no, I can't only assume, which I hope was a lot of Stacia robotized doing. Because she has been very vocal about that kind of stuff. Luke yeah. Robitaille. Luke Robitaille's wife, for those who don't know. <laughs> Who's Luke Robitaille? Yeah, well, I know, I know, Mike Altieri. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna start on me after that stupid poll vote they had on the NBA yeah. show? Who had the best rookie performance in Stanley Cup playoff history? Ken Dryden, Patrick Waugh, Cam Ward, Jake Gensel. Cam Ward wins by a landslide. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Oh my gosh! I can't even say it was millennials that ruined it. No, it's 100 level uh, seat holders at PNC Arena that want his number retired for God knows what reason. Oh, because he won a championship. Who wrote the script? That's what I want to know. Who wrote the vote bot script? I didn't even get a chance to get back here and crack open PowerShell to run my bot. (laughs) Oh, crap. I just said that. I'm going to edit that. I'm going to cut that out in post. Uh-huh. <laughs> not that, not that You've I, never run a bot on an no. NHL vote at any given never, time. Never, never in my history did I ever offer to sell votes for an NHL <laughs> video game cover vote. Never did ever. I. Never. That oddly specific situation, but never. Well, because I never offered to sell votes. See? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a little qualifier I put in there. <laughs> never once offered to sell votes. Nope. Nope. Offered. To nope. sell. Mm-hmm. I did it. I got it. I did it out of the kindness of my heart. Oh shit! I'll edit <laughs> that post too. Yeah. The funny thing, uh, you know, what are they gonna do? Fire me? Um, the funniest thing about that one is when you do the hashtag. When you did the hashtag search on it, Joe Pavelski should have won by almost exactly the amount that my bot was voting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, almost exactly because Twitter has some guardrails up for how often you can tweet within a 24 hour time period Mm. so in my algorithm I put in a rest period so that you could you know it would reach close to that maximum and then rest because they do have a cool off period before you can tweet again and then it just sort of deterministically to figured out when the cool off period was over and then just started firing again. (laughs) That was, it was funny. (laughs) 
I didn't get Barkov to the second round. That was my failure, though. Uh... It was, yeah, it was Barkov. Yeah, that was the year Barkov was up in the early voting. So, anyway, welcome to Patrick's Hacking Corner. Actually, it's not hacking. <laughs> I That is such an overused term. It means nothing. It, you know, as, as a guy whose hat was not always dark white <laughs> in my in my life um i know what real hacking is and that ain't it no well, it's hacking to people who don't know how to write a script it's gaming the system if you want to call gaming the system a hack feel free but i'm not going to show you how to hack your way to a better freaking philly cheesesteak or turkey sandwich or deconstruct one Okay, well, now I've just you I've could if you jumped. had a meat cleaver, but I mean God. <laughs> As I have now completely jumped off the rails. This is what happens when I don't have a chair and I have to wander around while we do this. My ADHD <laughs> kicks in. And squirrel. <laughs> oh, oh. I think we should yeah, I think I think we should wrap this one up with a woe before I like start delving into some weird metaphysical crap. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's do something completely different here. Let's let's end on a random note. And now for something completely different. Okay, I've got good omens to watch. <laughs> oh, given that the uh First period has ended in the, the game three, and it's three nothing. I may have to do the same. But there is one place in the NHL arena that is viewable to the ice playing surface where you would put a camera for a broadcast. Where would it be? Mm. Hmm. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. This has been the 3v3 Podcast, sponsored by Nobody.